0: This is Medical Student Anonymous. I'm a Surgical Research Fellow, and I'll be reading my essay entitled, Depression, a Medical Student's Perspective, which was published in the Teaching and Learning Moments column in Academic Medicine. I had a patient toward the end of my first year of medical school who had all the symptoms of depression and anxiety, which are easy to remember when using the mnemonic, SIGI caps, sleep, interest, guilt, energy, concentration, appetite, psychomotor retardation, and suicidality. I was spending hours answering questions in preparation for step one of the United States Medical Licensing Exam, USMLE. Although I was doing well with those questions, I was unable to diagnose a patient who was oversleeping, not going to class, not eating, was steadily losing weight, had unremitting fatigue, Felt worthless and questioned the value of life. This patient continuously wished it would end or that he would wake up from the nightmare he was living. How then could I have missed it? I missed the diagnosis because that patient was me. I remember my first day of medical school so vividly. I felt scared and lonely and I questioned my abilities and whether I belonged in medical school. The year before, I was glowing with excitement after being accepted into medical school and was bursting with energy. However, all of that changed. I failed my foundation's exam and received the lowest score in the class. I struggled to make friends and I was constantly arguing with my girlfriend. All I did was study. The sheer amount of material, level of detail and competition for honors significantly impacted my mental health. As time went on, I stopped exercising. I could not review my notes without daydreaming and nothing I did kept me awake during the day. By the end of my second year, my symptoms seemed worse. In retrospect, I was in denial about my depression. And then my most worrisome symptom was the last part of the mnemonic, suicidal ideation. Studying for and ultimately doing poorly on the step one exam led to even more self-isolation and suicidal thoughts. I, for the first time, felt life would be easier if it just ended. I was scared and the chaos of life became unmanageable in and out of school. Society often sees doctors as impervious to illness, particularly mental illness, because it is assumed that we know better and seek help when necessary. That is not true. Even as a medical student, I was reluctant to seek help or listen to loved ones. Ultimately, my chief resident and clerkship director, who were worried about my poor performance and behavior, called my associate dean and they convinced me to seek help. When I agreed, my associate dean took me to the nearest emergency room across the river. This was a weird experience, as I was their medical student only a few weeks earlier on the psychiatry service now I was their patient. After waiting a few minutes, a resident came in. She started with small talk and commiserated with me over the stress of board exams. She knew what she was doing because she smoothly transitioned from what specialty I was planning to pursue to my mood. She said, you have been smiling an awful lot. I cannot tell what is going on. Why are you here? So I told her I had my emotions and feelings well. I feel like I'm in a black hole that I cannot escape. I shared the thoughts and feelings that affected my life, clinical rotations, ability to learn, and suicidal ideas. I assured her I did not have any plan to commit suicide, but I kept having these deep, ominous thoughts that were tough to share out loud. After building trust and rapport with me, she presented treatment options and next steps. We agreed on a treatment plan that included medications that helped regulate my sleep. She persuaded me to try intensive outpatient therapy, which meant we would meet four days a week in the mornings as part of a group from 8 a.m. to noon. My therapist taught me strategies on how to break the intrusive thoughts and cycles that drove my depression. Since my original diagnosis, I have experienced several more episodes of rebound depression. However, through therapy, I learned that with proper treatment, timely support, and grounding techniques, I could persevere through each challenge. I understood what signs and symptoms to watch out for in the future, and I have accepted that treatment did not end when outpatient therapy ended. Eventually, I could concentrate and I started exercising, showing up to family events, and sleeping regularly, and my intrusive thoughts stopped. I took the USMLE Step 2 Clinical Knowledge and Clinical Skills exams and persevered through difficulties during my clinical rotations. Now, in my final year of medical school, I'm applying to residency programs and pursuing a career in anesthesiology. Speaking from both a clinical and personal perspective, I know the importance of accepting outside help, especially when battling a mental illness. I have also observed a truth that exists today in the medical community, the stigma placed on clinicians with mental illness. Learning that conditions like mine remain stigmatized is crushing because I know the importance of fighting these illnesses in groups rather than in isolation. As medical professionals, we need to be an example when it comes to the treatment of mental illness and continue fighting toward removing the stigma. I have seen and experienced the destruction that staying silent can cause. I have opened up about my struggles to help remove this stigma while also trying to assure those who are struggling that they are not alone. Yet every time I have snuck off to the bathroom to hide my medications, I've given into the stigma. I have often wondered why it is socially acceptable to seek treatment for chronic diseases such as diabetes, heart disease and cancer yet not to seek help with mental health. I have often struggled to find understanding and warmth within the medical community for those who have a mental illness. In the medical field, silence is often maintained because of fear and possibly career-ending repercussions. To this day, I fear how residency program directors will view me and my illness. Will they see me as weak or a strong-willed individual who is not afraid to speak about the realities of depression during medical school. If it is the former, what does that mean for the future of the medical community? Depression knows no boundaries and does not discriminate. It can take away friendships, motivation to help others, intellectual curiosity, and one's will to live If no one speaks up about mental illnesses, the stigma, criticism, and fear will continue to thrive. I encourage everyone to share their stories and help erase stigma.